Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. This is your crossover episode for the AFC Championship game. Kansas City is headed back to the AFC Championship game for the sixth year in a row today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome into an edition of both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs. It's Crossover Thursday. I'm Kevin Ostreicher of Locked On Ravens here with me, Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs. We're here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks so much for making both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all podcasts and platforms, including video form on YouTube. As today's crossover edition of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locker NFL and use go to lowercase locker NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Chris, this is exciting for both sides here. The Ravens hosting their first championship game, AFC championship game in their franchise history. Patrick Mahomes also think it through about AFC championship games, though. He's been to quite a few of them in a row, as the storyline is. So two yep. different sides of that coin, but two teams here that I think are peaking for the most part at the right time. Baltimore clicking on all cylinders in Kansas City finding gritty ways to win and a tough game against Buffalo and obviously against Miami getting the job done too. Going to be a really good game in all honesty. And these two teams haven't played each other since 2021 where the Ravens won that game in Baltimore, but very much so familiarity between both sides is over the first four years of Lamar Jackson's career in the NFL, Kansas city, all four years there, the Ravens are one and three against Lamar Jackson or against Patrick Mahomes. And on the other side of that, you have Patrick Mahomes being three and one against Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and that's going to be a storyline. Uh, if you watch the news reports today, both of the of the guys talked very deferentially about the other. Uh, they have a lot of respect between the two of them, and the and you know Lamar even came out and said he doesn't want to play against Mahomes. Uh, so funny enough in that regard, you know, you look at this and you're right. The Chiefs have played in the AFC Championship game. This will be their sixth straight. Uh, the first five were at home. This is going to be in Baltimore. It's going to be a little bit of a different environment for Kansas City. But I think when you start and when you step back and you look at it, I think you have to be excited as a Chiefs fan looking at this game and knowing that they made it back to the AFC Championship after watching how this team struggled the second half of the season and really all season long with different things on offense. Yeah, and I think both teams are coming in with momentum. Obviously, when you win two playoff games as your Kansas City, that's momentum Baltimore, I think. And both sides, honestly, there were narratives going into the division around for each of these teams. Mahomes, you mentioned it, first road playoff game in Buffalo. Is he going to be able to whole different environment as he talked about? He obviously won that game there. Now it's his second for Lamar. In the division around, it was, can he win another playoff game? Can the Ravens kind of get rid of those 2019 playoff demons and both teams pass? It's essentially with flying colors because you win the game, you pass. That's how the playoffs work. Doesn't matter how you do it. So moving into the storylines for this game, Chris, I think for me, starting with Baltimore, has to be the injury situation. The Ravens had that bye week going into the divisional round. It really helped them out a lot. They've been banged up throughout the season, but it's been a different type of banged up where over the past really three or four seasons, it's been they've lost guys to season-ending injury after season-ending injury. But this year has been a bit of a different tune where they've lost guys for maybe a month or three weeks, and then they come back. And so for players, for example, like Ronnie Stanley, who's been banged up for most of the season, Adafi always said the bike was very beneficial for him. You look at Baltimore's injury report on Wednesday here, Mark Andrews, who has been designated to return from injured reserve, he practiced in full the last two days of the week last week, but didn't end up playing against Houston. He practiced in full again to start the week this week, and I anticipate he plays in this one. The reports are he's expected to be back, which is a big boost to the Ravens offense. Even though Isaiah Likely, who's filled in for Mark Andrews, has been a really good tight end for him. 
the connection that Mark and Lamar have is is you can't recreate that. So that's no. going to be big for him. But the one player to watch is Marlon Humphrey. He's been out for these past couple of weeks, did not play in the Houston game, didn't practice all week before the Houston game. He returned to practice on Wednesday with a calf injury. He was limited. So obviously monitoring that throughout the rest of the week. Baltimore's secondary has survived and played well without him. Players like Brandon Stevens, Ronald Darby, Arthur Millette stepping up in that corner room. But Humphrey is still their best corner. Other than that, the only other players players who didn't practice are Tyler Wallace and then Kevin Zeitler. Zeitler was a rest day, although he was dealing with a knee injury throughout Saturday's game against Houston. But the Ravens, other than that, are a very healthy team, all things considered, heading into this Asian Championship game. But I know, Chris, on the other side, Kansas City's dealing with some injuries. And when I say some, I mean quite a few. Yeah, you flip it over, and what do they have? 15 to 16 some injuries on there? Uh, Derek Naughty's not going to play in this game. Uh, he, I think he tore his tricep a couple weeks ago. They're not going to put him on IR unless there's a possibility that he can come back. Uh, or So he, he has a possibility to come back for the Super Bowl if they make it that far. Uh, Sky Moore is coming back from IR. Uh, he tweaked his knee, so it's going to be questionable whether or not he's even able to be activated to go. Uh, and then you, know, you look at Trey Smith's uh, illness. That's not really a big deal. Mike Edwards' concussion, that's expected when you get a concussion on Sunday, he's not going to practice on Tuesday or on Wednesday. I would expect that uh, we will see a change, hopefully, for him throughout the end of the week. And I think that he could end up playing. Although, if you watched Kansas City's injury report, Juan A. Morris got hurt and had a concussion and missed a couple of games. So it's also possible that maybe he isn't back. Every player is different when it comes to that. Uh, Pacheco looks like he's going to play. Joe Tooney is the really big one on this list. Uh, you know, a strained pectoral, while it's not torn. Uh, it is strained, and that does mean that there's going to be you know, some muscle fiber torn. It's going to be painful to play through if he tries to play, but he is one of the toughest guys in the locker room, uh, and he is a guy that has been known to be an Iron Man at that position, so it would not shock me to have him play, uh, but it would be maybe mildly surprising if he does. Uh, to me, in this instance, I think they'd be much better served starting Alec Reddy, let him sit. If they lose the game, they lose the game. If they win the game, then you have Tooney probably back and almost healthy for the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, and then Willie Gay, Blaine Gabbert, and, and Legereus Sneed. Willie Gay's been dealing with the neck injury for a while. Jerry Sneed's been dealing with his knee all season. So, oh, I guess it's his calf. Uh, you know, oblique for Blaine Gabbert, I guess that's a little concerning, but you're hoping Gabbert doesn't play. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, it's not great if you have to go to you know your backup to Blaine Gabbert uh, in, in that situation. That would not be good for Kansas City, but I would expect he'll be okay to go. Uh, otherwise, I mean, there's still a lot, a lot of people. I think there's eight players on full practice that have some sort of injury. All of them are going to play. I expect at this point that you're going to see Willie Gay and Legere Sneed play. Pacheco's likely to play. Trey Smith will play because of illness. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's a long list, but I would say that they're going to have a lot of these guys available to go on Sunday. Yeah, at this point in the season, Chris, no one's 100% healthy. Everybody's banged no, up in some absolutely. way, shape, or form. So if you see some of those guys on the injury report, you know, practicing in full. They, but, they have to put them on there because of protocol. Right, but the big thing that stands out to me is Kelsey has been on the injury report multiple multiple times this season. He is not on the injury report. That's a great sign for him going forward. Wanya Morris is back from the concussion, uh, was a full participant in practice, so he will at least be available. Whether or not he actually plays is a whole other question because Donovan Smith has been playing pretty well at left tackle. 
Uh, but having him as a backup, especially with Allegretti having to potentially start, Wanya Morris could be your sixth offensive lineman. Maybe he's the next guy up in that offensive line room if somebody else was to go down. Yeah, and speaking of that offensive line, you mentioned Joe Tooney. That is the massive one when you're talking with Kansas City right now. But you mentioned Nick Allegretti, who you said would fill in for Joe Tooney if he's unable to play. We know how good Tooney is. There is going to be a drop-off there, right? If, if Tooney is not in there, there's going to be a drop-off. But for maybe Ravens fans who don't know, how much of a drop-off is that? Is Allegretti considered, in your eyes, one of the better backups in the league? Is it a huge drop-off? He's so. not that good. I would think I, th- I would think he's one of the better backups. I mean, the problem is, is you're you're taking a guy that's basically been an All Pro his whole career and right. removing him. So it's really hard to compare to a guy like Tooney, uh, who's been fantastic for the Chiefs all season long. So to me, I mean, it's a it's a downgrade. It's obviously a downgrade. Uh, is it going to be something that could get the Chiefs beat? Yeah, I mean, possibly. The the biggest concern that you have in that situation is that. Donovan Smith and Creed Humphrey don't have a lot of experience and a lot of chemistry with with Allegretti in that position. That's your biggest concern. Allegretti is a player. He's been with the Chiefs for a very long time. He used to be a starter for him, uh, and now he's their sixth offensive lineman. And he comes in uh, whenever they go to a heavy set, and you know he's he's the next man up in any of the interior three if those guys go down. So to me, it's a concern, uh, especially going up against you know the Baltimore Ravens and their fantastic defense, but. Uh, I don't know that you could really ask for outside of having a, a previous Pro Bowl type player that's in the, at the twilight of the career, having somebody like Allegretti come in. I think that you have to feel pretty confident that he can at least get the job done. He was able to against Buffalo, and he actually was the guy that got Pacheco or cleared the hole for Pacheco uh, at the very end of the game to help them seal the victory. And for Baltimore, they've been kind of doing, talking about some offensive linemen situation stuff load management with Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses throughout games they've run a rotation especially in the later part of the season where Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses will start the game and then maybe the second or third drive Patrick McCarry will come in the game for Ronnie Stanley and then Morgan Moses will get replaced by Daniel Falele and they'll rotate these guys in and out through the entire course of the game and it has helped Ronnie Stanley with some of his injury things just being fresh and staying fresh so when you're talking about how the Ravens have been able to stay healthy. I think they've taken a different injury approach. You look at the injury report now, the bye helped, but some of the things they, they're doing, it's a little unconventional, but it's been working for them. And that leads us into our second segment, talking about some of the biggest matchups for both the Chiefs and the Ravens as they prepare for the AFC Championship game in Baltimore. We still have a lot to talk about here on both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs. Don't go anywhere. AFC Championship. More coverage of that coming up soon. First, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. And passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. All the parts you need, the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die live at ebaymotors.com. Also, ends only exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. We're back. Our second segment, Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs. Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens still here with Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs. And Chris, I, I started off the first segment. I want to throw the second segment to you here at the start. Biggest matchups of this game. Where are you most intrigued when you look at both of these teams and where they could match up with each other? 
I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to say the Chiefs, de- uh, the Chiefs li- linebackers, and really the defensive line to an extent against the Baltimore Ravens running backs. And I say that because the reality of last week's game against the Bills is that they ran the ball on the Chiefs, and they kept running the ball on the Chiefs. The Ravens are a running team. I'm not saying they can't throw the ball. Obviously, they can. I'm just saying that is what they want to do. They want to be able to impose their will. They want to be able to run the ball. And that's a huge thing. If Kansas City can't stop the run, that is going to be one of the biggest things that is going to lead to a potential loss in this one. I think that uh, when you start looking at the linebackers, you know, does Nick Bolton have another good game? Does, you know, Drew Tranquil, where is he going to rotate into this? How's Willie Gay going to play? Leo Chanel, and I know they're a, a, a three, sorry, a four three defense, but Leo Chanel has been a guy that's been a starter. Tranquil's been a, a guy that's come off the bench. They're really using four linebackers in that rotation to attack different things uh in and when you start looking at the game plan then you get into okay when the ravens pass it's okay who are you spying on lamar jackson because if you don't spy you're going to be in trouble uh i would expect that's going to be willie gay uh but it it really it's about stopping the baltimore running game if you make lamar jackson have to beat you by throwing you're in a much better position i think that you are if you allow them to run the ball uh, and stop the pass. If Kansas City's defense is built to stop the pass. They could struggle against the run. Yeah, Lamar can do it with his arm and with his legs. And we saw Houston, when they didn't spy him, it's about advantage. And Lamar was taking advantage of what was given to him on the field for most of the game. The end of that first half against Houston was a little iffy. But when Houston didn't spy him, they dropped, you know, their linebackers back into coverage. He he had that free lane. He took that free lane. But then in the second half, the adjustments that they made, Lamar was taking the checkdowns, taking the short stuff. It made some really good throws. So, I mean, I, I've been so impressed the whole year with Lamar and how he has grown as a player and, and how he's seeing the field. And I think it's great because you're in such a bind if you're a defense for Lamar because he can't beat you with his arm with his legs. You got to pick one and then you have to just hope the other one doesn't come to life. So it's been a really, it's been a joy to watch for me and just seeing him doing that in Baltimore. But for me, speaking of pass catchers, the Ravens have given Lamar pass catchers, but it's been a big point of contention for Kansas city this year. Rasheed Rice has been awesome. He's one of my favorite receivers in this league. If we're being honest here, although I can't really say that this week, can I, but still really, really <laughs> good, really good receiver for Kansas city. And Travis Kelsey is still Travis Kelsey, even though, you know, maybe it's not the up to standard Travis Kelsey we've seen over the course of his career. We saw in Buffalo, he can still make plays. He can still score key touchdowns. But other than that, who's going to step up if you're the Chiefs? Justin Watson had a big drop early in that Buffalo game. Kadarius Toney, I think he's on track to play, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Chris? But is he even going to make an impact? I mean, to me, that versus Baltimore secondary, where maybe you get Marlon Humphrey back, you have Brandon Stevens and Ronald Darby and Kyle Hamilton and Arthur Millette and Marcus Williams and Geno. The list goes on and on and on. Just feels like you take out both top guys for each team, and the Ravens secondary, to me at least, overpowers those other Chief, Chiefs pass catchers. I don't know that I would necessarily disagree with what what you just said. What I would argue is that while that may be true, uh, Patrick Mahomes has shown that he is still willing to go to his guys regardless, and sure, yeah. he played an almost flawless game against the Buffalo Bills. So to me, it's going to be a question of okay. Is he still going to give the guys the chance? He showed last week, and especially if you're watching the second half going up against the Bills, uh, a guy that struggled all season long with drops and with not being in the right place at the right time and, and not being on the same page on deep balls. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw a ball to Marquez Valdez-Scantling that I I don't know how you would defend it. It was a perfect throw. Uh, MBS made the catch, and that was a ball that normally you would expect that it would be a drop. 
but he caught it and he made a big play. He made another big play later in the game. Uh, if the Chiefs are going to win this one, it's going to be a situation where he's going to have to be somebody that takes advantage of uh, you know, whoever he's going up against. Mahomes has to trust him. Same with Justin Watson. You're absolutely right. Watson had a huge drop uh, early in that game. They should have been in a situation where they're going for a touchdown. Instead, he dropped a third and five uh, that was right in his chest. It hit him in the chest and he dropped it. Um, so that's, that's the big question is, you know, how are they, who is going to step up is a great question. Uh, Kadarius Tony does look like he could be on track to play. That would be a, a pot, potential game changer for the chiefs. Although he struggled this season and some of the times when he struggled, he's popped the ball up and that is absolutely something you can't do against this Ravens team. And I think when it comes to turnovers too, Chris, the Ravens have been a top five defense in terms of forcing turnovers this year, at least in the regular season, according to turnover percentage. The Chiefs, they're 25th in turnover percentage. Doesn't mean they can't generate turnovers. They've done it this season. But to me, a game like this could come down to a turnover here or who has the last turnover in a game. And the Ravens have been very good at doing that. But another area where I'm also looking at is I'm big on the trenches, both, both sides, offensively and defensively. And you look at what the Ravens' pass rush was able to do to the Houston offensive line last week. And again, Kansas City's offensive line is not Houston's offensive line, right? You go to a whole different matchup. But the Ravens just physically overpowered Houston's offensive line, and they've overpowered a lot of offensive lines this year. So a key matchup and a big matchup to me is can Baltimore get pressure on Patrick Mahomes early? And we know Mahomes can roll out. We've seen the highlight tapes. We've seen the big plays. He can roll out and make plays. There's no question about it. But can you make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable? He's seen everything. So, you know, there, there's a level to it. But if you just let him sit in there, stand in the pocket, he's going to dice you up. You have to be able to at least let him roll out and give you the chance that maybe he'll throw a ball and a receiver won't work back to him. And, and maybe you can get quick pressure on him. If you blitz Mahomes, it can be a resting for disaster sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, have that's to, a problem. Have to be yeah. able to get pressure with four, something the Ravens have not been able to do in recent years. But this year in particular, they've done a really good job because when they win, they win super fast. So you can drop your guys into coverage and look, there's a quarterback you don't want to blitz. I think two at the top of the list right now are Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and when you look at what Patrick Mahomes has done in the playoffs and, and something specific he said a couple of weeks ago in one of the press conferences is, or I think it was after the game, he has learned, he has gotten to the point now where he's learned that he can just take what the defense is giving him or throw the ball away. That is okay to throw the ball away because it gives you another down. Don't force something. And if he is going to play that way, he hasn't had a turnover, I don't think. I know he hasn't had a turnover this season in the playoffs. Uh, he doesn't throw many interceptions when it comes to playoff football. So that's something to watch uh, going into this game. But the other side of it is if you're Kansas City, stay ahead of the sticks. And that doesn't necessarily just mean Patrick Mahomes. It means Andy Reid needs to be playing, calling the right plays to get them in to stay ahead of the sticks. Uh, one of the things that drove me nuts against the Bills was Pacheco was having his way with the, that team. And then on first and goal, you run a speed, basically a speed option to McCole Hardman, and he fumbles the ball out of bounds. That would have been a two-score game at that point. It would have put the game almost out of reach for Buffalo. It completely changes the complexion of the game, but you got out of what you had been successful doing on offense. And I know Pacheco just had a big run. I don't know that he was in the game at that point, but you still don't go to that type of scenario. Don't get cute when everything has been working uh, that's a big Andy Reid thing that they, he's got to get figured out for this week. Yeah, and I think coaching is another key matchup too. John Harbaugh versus Andy Reid. We know the relationship yep. those two have very well documented between those two. 
So I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be electric. And coming up in the final part of the show, we'll talk about some predictions we have as well as what each team needs to do to win the game. So be sure to stay tuned here on this episode of both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs. Plenty to get to on the show. First, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. In the NFL regular season, it's all wrapped up. We're in the AFC Championship game playoffs in full swing right now, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Brand new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. There's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is super easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet as well, like live, same game parties. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the parlay, help those way to find popular parlays, and so much more. So, you visit fanrover.com slash locked on. Make your first bit of layup, whether that bet includes maybe a anytime touchdown parlay. Maybe you want to do Chiefs Ravens AFC Championship. You can do Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown if he plays. Zay Flowers anytime touchdown. Those two looking like pretty good bets right now. So again, visit fanrover.com slash locked on. Make that first bit of layup. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. We're back. Final segment here about Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs with Chris Clark of Locked On Chiefs. I'm Kevin Ostreicher of Locked On Ravens. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in today, making both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs your first listen each and every day. Be sure to subscribe to us in video form wherever you get your shows in audio form as well, wherever you get your shows. And Chris, this game to me, it might come down to one or two plays. Both teams, I think, have advantages over the other, but the Ravens right now, I think, are the hottest team in football, but Kansas, that does not mean Kansas City cannot come into Baltimore on Sunday and play spoiler, as we've seen with Patrick Mahomes, he can win. We've seen him win. He's a two-time yep. champion, and what Lamar Jackson said on Wednesday, I got to go through the champs to be the champs. That's what Baltimore's aiming to do on Sunday, but Kansas City will have something to say about that. When you look at what the Chiefs have to do to win the game, if you're putting out a blueprint, a game plan for Kansas City, how do you think they approach it? I think if you're putting out a blueprint for Kansas City, it's two things, really. It's find a way to stop the run in the, against the Ravens, make Lamar pass. And I'm not saying you can't beat him with the pass, but if you make him more one-dimensional, I think it helps the Chiefs. Uh, and they have a fantastic pass defense, so I think that's going to help them. Uh, but number two, it's it's the one that it's been all season long. Win the turnover battle. They are still playing in the AFC Championship game after going negative in the turnover battle the entire season. I think they're the only team uh, that made the playoffs that had a negative turnover about a negative turnover ratio. And you're sitting there talking about it's negative 10. It's not even like negative one or two. It's negative 10. So it's a legitimate bad turnover margin. And they have to win that if they do. If they win that and they're able to slow down the run, I'm not saying stop, but slow down the run of the Baltimore Ravens, I think that that's how they win this game. And to your point, I think it's the exact opposite for the Ravens where you, you don't let Kansas City force those turnovers. You protect the ball. Yep. And when this Ravens team doesn't make mistakes, when they don't turn the ball over, they are very, very hard to beat. Now, I'm not going to say it's impossible. because again, anything can happen. We're in the NFL playoffs, so of course anything can. But we saw early in the season when Baltimore lost both to the Colts and the Steelers, it was because of self-inflicted mistakes. Now, it's not the only reason they lost, but yep. week three, there were multiple miscommunication issues that put that game away for them. And if they just had one less issue, they win that game. For the Steelers game, they had seven drops in that game. Self-inflicted mistakes and self-inflicted wounds did them in. Now, for me... Sounds I familiar. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. right. <laughs> Every team goes through it. But I, it, when, it, when it's familiar. your team, it's just so much more amplified. Like, you're like, come on. And that's what that's where some of the frustration came in because we I think a lot of people here in Baltimore knew this team could be so great and be where they are now. It just took took a while to get there for them. But I think also 
if you can stop, it's almost like what you were talking about with making the Ravens one-dimensional. If the Ravens can make the Chiefs one-dimensional, maybe stop Isaiah Pacheco early. The Ravens run defense, it was iffy in the regular season. Now, the stats are a little more skewed because Baltimore had a couple of really, really bad rushing games, rush defense games, where they gave up, I think, 170-plus to Cleveland. They rounded out the year with two straight 150-plus games back-to-back. They gave up. But against Houston, that defense was flying to the ball, ripping offensive linemen off of them. And the Ravens, both, again, offensively and defensively, credit to them, had almost 200 more rushing guards than Houston. So if you can stop Isaiah Pacheco and make Patrick Mahomes and that passing offense beat you, not that it can't because we've seen it. We've seen Mahomes make plays. We've seen Mahomes beat teams, and we know the greatness of what Mahomes is. But if you can take away an element of the Chiefs' offense, it will just allow you to simplify things and not have to worry on early downs about Isaiah Pacheco. If you put the Chiefs in second and long situations, it's a whole heck of a lot better than putting them in second and short situations if you're the Ravens. So it's such a different play call for either side if you're talking about second and long versus second and short. But on def- on also defensively for the Ravens, their MO all season has been you can take some of that short stuff. You were talking about it earlier. Chris Mahomes will take some of that, and then he'll make stuff happen with it. You can take that. You can take the intermediate stuff against the Ravens too, but they're not going to let you beat them deep. With their, whether it's too high looks or they have Marcus Williams or Geno Stone as a free roamer in there. But once you get into the red zone, their philosophy is if you can limit the opposing offense to a kick every possession, so a field goal or a punt, the Ravens feel very confident in their offense in Lamar Jackson that they can win a game that way, especially with how good this defense is playing. So mistake-free football for the Ravens. I think also, I'll steal one from you, win the turnover battle, that's part of it. Baltimore, I think if they did that, that's the blueprint you want to have for sure. Let's get into some predictions here, Chris. The Chiefs can come into Baltimore and play spoiler. The Ravens, they obviously can take care of business at home. It could go either way. Do you think Baltimore makes it to the Super Bowl, or do you think it's Kansas City who's making it to the big dance? If you would have asked me six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, who I thought was going to make the Super Bowl, I would have told you the Ravens, and I wouldn't have thought the Chiefs were going to make it to the AFC Championship game. Uh, watching them play the last two weeks, and yes, I know the competition level isn't the same as playing the Ravens, but watching them play and watching what Mahomes is doing and in what he is doing differently than he did when they were losing games uh, and watching them run the ball more uh, and continuing to watch the defense play phenomenal football. I mean, when you look at what they did against the Bills, they only allowed seven second-half points against Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills put up 17, and they only allowed seven more the rest of the game. That's the type of performance that can get you into the Super Bowl, uh, and you can lean on your defense to do that. So the real question is, is you know, is Baltimore going to score more than 24? That really has been about what Kansas City has allowed most of the season uh, at most is 24 points. I think they allowed 27 once against the Packers. Uh, and, you know, can the offense get 24 points? Uh, if you start looking at efficiency, the bigger thing and the bigger question to me is, when you look at the Buffalo game, Buffalo held the ball 37 minutes. If that happens against the Ravens, the Kansas City is going to be in, is going to be struggling because that means they're, they're getting run on again and run on consistently and it's long sustained drives. Mahomes and company were able to score quickly against the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be much harder to do that against the Ravens. Uh, but at this point, it's Patrick Mahomes. I can't bet against him. It's playoff Patrick Mahomes. It's hard for me to think that it's, he can't win a game. So in my and what I'm looking at for this game, I think it's going to be close. Uh, I do think it's going to be 27, probably 27-24, probably three-point game, maybe even closer than that. Uh, but Kansas City is going to pull away and win at the end. 
For me, it's almost like you're saying you can't bet against playoff fashion Mahomes. For me, the way the Ravens are playing, they've done nothing for me to say, well, I can bet against them because they did this. There's nothing that they've done for me to do that. So, I mean, I have to pick the Ravens. They're the hottest team in football right now, and they're clicking when they need to be clicking. The offense has taken a while to progress and become what they are today, but that was expected with the new offensive play caller. You have new receivers coming in. It was going to always take some time. Plus, they dealt with a lot of offensive injuries early in the season. But you didn't want them to peak in October or November. You wanted them to peak right now, and that's what they're doing, where they got punched in the mouth in the first half against Houston at the end of that. They responded in a huge way with the halftime adjustments. So for me, Lamar Jackson, this is his first AFC Championship game, I'm sure. Maybe there'll be a couple of nerves, a couple of jitters here and there, but he is so locked in right now. Roquan Smith is so locked in. This whole Ravens team is so locked in right now. I think it's going to be really interesting. So I don't know. For me, I, I kind of have it around 28 to 23, something along those lines, but I still think a close game. Yeah, the thing that is interesting to me and the thing that I don't know, we're, we're not going to know until the game kicks off, is it's pressure. Who feels the pressure? Right now, I will tell you, I don't think the Chiefs and Mahomes or Andy Reid or Travis Kelsey or anybody that plays on the Chiefs team really feel pressure. They weren't expected by most of the people in the NFL to be here where they are right now. They're playing with, uh, you know, league money, I guess, at this point. Uh, so I don't think they're going to feel pressure. The question is, is Lamar Jackson and are the Baltimore Ravens going to feel pressure hosting an AFC championship game for the first time? Uh, Mahomes and company have been there. That's going to be that could also be something that would be something that could turn the game if the Ravens come out and they're, you know, a little bit uh, slower getting started, I guess. Yeah, and it is it is a key question. Now, I don't I think by the time the game is over, I think they'll just be settled in. Maybe at the very, very start, there'll be some of those nerves and jitters and everything like that. But again, they're, they're just so locked in right now where. You can talk about rest versus rust. That conversation's over because, you know, the Ravens yep. won their divisional playoff game. There's no more rust in the playoff game. They are now fully entrenched in the playoff mode. But I think when it comes to pressure, they've handled it well. I mean, they, they've passed every test that they've had to this season. The big Christmas game against the 49ers coming off the bye against the Rams when they were down a couple of times. And to me, the Ravens are the tests. Not, you know, the Chiefs are the champs. Got to respect they're the champs. And I 100% do, but at least in terms of who's playing better right now, I, I just trust the Ravens a little bit more here, but I still respect the Chiefs, of course, enough to say that, one, they're the defending champions, and two, they're not going to make it easy because you're right. A game like this, Mahomes has been there before. Andy Reid has been there before. Travis Kelsey's been there before. Like, they all have, and while, while John Harbaugh has as well, for Lamar Jackson, for some of these other guys, they haven't. So it's a fair question, but I think, again, Baltimore's so locked in right now at the end of the day, I don't think it's necessarily going to matter as much, but I think by the end of the game, both teams will be playing fully locked in and, and, and it won't be necessarily as big of a storyline as it would be at the beginning of the game. But that's all we have here on both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs. For Chris Clark, I am Kevin Ostriker. Be sure to check out our Friday episodes, both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs, as we will be diving into more Ravens and Chiefs content ahead of the AFC Championship game. Stay tuned for that. We'll see you right back here tomorrow on both Locked On Ravens and Locked On Chiefs.